Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Daniel. My wife, Megan, and I are the location pastors here at Destiny Church, Nuremberg Region. We know that today's message will bless and encourage you because the Bible tells us that the Word of God is alive and active. If you want to connect in with us, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on social media, or visit our website at destinychurch.de. Let's get into the Word. But we've been in a series called The Chosen, and today is the last day we're wrapping up this series. Um, and the series we've been doing, the teaching series, is based on the TV series, The Chosen, which if you have not engaged in that, watch that. It is an amazing TV show. You can watch it for free, stream it for free. There's three seasons. Um, it, we, we are engaging with this as a way to get into God's Word, just so you know that everything that happens on the TV series is not found in God's Word. Um, It's put together from the context, from historical context, and from Scripture, um, and pieced together to make really a binge-worthy TV series to watch. Um, So just to be sure, it's not a, hey, this is God's Word. It's to challenge you to get into God's Word um, and find out and discover for yourself. Um, We wouldn't want you to be like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, God said that or that's in the Bible just because you watch the TV series. Um, And that can sometimes be dangerous theology. Um, But it's a good way to challenge you to get into God's Word. So I'll be showing you um, one clip today um, in just a few moments after we dive in from episode eight, the last episode of season one. Maybe if we get good feedback, we'll do, we'll do season two next year during the summer. Who knows? Um, but I encourage you to go watch the TV series on that. Let me just pray and then let me dive in. We're going to be in John chapter four today. Father God, we just thank you that you are good. God, that we don't have to uh, climb ladders to check boxes of religiosity to know you, to meet you. But today we just acknowledge that you're here in this space, working, moving, transforming hearts. And God, we know that we're not just here for an event, we're not just here for entertainment, but we're God, we're here to meet with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So forgive me, I'm just gonna dive right in. Is that okay? Okay, four people are cool with that. The rest of you gotta do it anyways, okay, sorry. John chapter four, welcome everybody watching online by the way. Can we give it up for everybody watching online? Yes. I just said hi to you on the chat while I was sitting there. I wasn't texting while I was preaching, but I was saying hi to you on the chat. And you got to tell us where you're watching from. We want to know. John chapter 4. This is the story of the woman at the well. It says this. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees... Uh, had heard that he was gaining and baptizing what we're going to be doing today more disciples than John although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized but his disciples so his disciples were baptizing people who began to believe so he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee now he had to go through Samaria which Samaria was not a place Jews went to let's just get this straight off the bat this was a place that was Samaritans were unclean Um, they were people that Jews did not associate with but it said he had to go through Samaria so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph Jacob's well was there and Jesus tired as he was from the journey sat down by the well it was about noon 
When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Somebody say, living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Verse 13, Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't go thirsty and have to keep coming to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband. She replied, Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you've had no, you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you are with now is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you're a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit. And his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. I am he. Now, John chapter 4, the story of the woman at the well. Before I dive in to what I feel like God is saying today, let's watch the clip of this actual scenario taking place from the episode of The Chosen.
Give me a drink. Did you hear me? That's bad, huh? What? You, would you ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan? And a woman? I'm sorry. I should have said please. You know, it's not safe for you to be alone out here. Nor you. Why haven't you come with others? Why so late in the day? Don't women come to the wells in the, the cool of the morning? Yeah, well, none of them will be seen with me, so I have to come at noon in the heat. You have so kindly reminded me. Why won't they be seen with you? Long story. I'd, I'd still like a drink of water if, if you can spare it. Amazing what a parched throat will do. Aren't I unclean to you? Won't you be defiled by this vessel? Maybe some of my people say that about your women, but I don't. Yeah? And what do you say? I say if you knew who I am, you'd be asking me for a drink. Really? And I would give you living water. Would. Except that you have nothing to draw water with, and this is a deep well. Besides, what do you need from me if you have your own supply of living water? Long story. But Jewish water is better than Samaritan water. Hmm? That's not what I said. Are you a better man than our ancestor Jacob, who dug this well? Your water is better than his? I know Jacob. And everyone who drinks this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. Wouldn't that be nice? The water I give will become in a person a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Really? Yes, really. Prove it. First, go and call your husband, then come back. I will show you both. I don't have a husband. You are right. You've had five husbands. And the man you're living with now is not your husband. <laughs> oh, I see. You're a prophet. You're here to preach at me. No. Usually the one good thing about coming here alone is I can escape being condemned. I'm not here to condemn you. I've made mistakes. Too many. But it's men like you who have made it impossible for me to do anything about it. How? Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you Jews insist Jerusalem is the only place for true worship. They say that because the temple is there. Yeah, exactly where we're not allowed. I'm here to break those barriers. And the time is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. So, where am I supposed to go when I need God? I've never received anything from God, but I couldn't thank him even if I did. Anywhere. God is spirit, and the time is coming and is now here that it won't matter where you worship, but only that you do it in spirit and truth. Heart and mind, that, that is the kind of worshiper he's looking for. It won't matter where you're from or what you've done.
believe what I'm telling you? Until the Messiah comes and explains everything and sorts this mess out, including me, I don't trust in anyone. You're wrong when you say that you've never received anything from God. This Messiah you speak of, I am he. Amen. Amen. So here's what I want to get across today from this story. I could preach, I don't know, I could preach 20 messages from this story, so it's going to be very difficult for me to keep this concise because we got to baptize some people today. But this woman is dealing with uh, problems of herself, problems of humanity, problems that we've dealt with. She's dealing with issues of her flesh. She's dealing with issues of her flesh. And I think sometimes in our spiritual walk uh, with God, or even in life, we can walk through life and we can be dry. You can get dry, you can get, and you constantly chase things. You can constantly chase uh, finances. You can constantly chase your purpose. You can constantly chase things just to feel fulfillment, just to feel good about yourself, and you end up dry again. And I don't know if you've experienced this before when you've been walking through life and you feel dry because of anxiety, you feel dry because of worry, you feel dry because of fear, you, ju- you feel dry, dry because of anger, and all this stuff begins to come up to the surface because you feel dry. Walking through life can feel sometimes like a desert place, and you're thinking, nobody's here. I've got so many people around, so many colleagues, family, but yet I still feel so isolated. This was the position of the woman at the well. And I want to talk to us today on what to do when you feel dry. What to do when you feel dry. When you feel dry, you need to learn how to draw. When you feel dry, you need to learn how to draw. He says, he says, I, you have nothing to draw the water with, the woman said to Jesus. If, if I am thirsty and I come to a well, I need something to draw the water with. Otherwise, I'm standing over the well looking at the water remaining thirsty. And can I just tell you that whether you have a relationship with Jesus or not, Today you can choose this relationship, but it's all about coming to him and drawing living water from him. Because so many times we've tried false substitutes in life in attempt to quench our thirst. In attempt to quench the thirst that we go through life with. We look, for, we look at this avenue and we look at that avenue and we scroll through social media thinking if I just had that, then my, my thirst would be quenched. And what Jesus is saying to this woman is, is I am the living water. You, when you come to me and draw water from me, you'll never be thirsty again. It's a story of the flesh. Our, our flesh, meaning our humanity, our nature, our human nature is wired to be dry. You're wired to go through life dry until you have water. This story is about our human nature. In fact, let me just show you in the Word. It says, Jesus says, you've had, you've had five husbands, and the guy you're with now is not your husband. She's been with six guys. 
still not being able to quench your thirst. Six is the number of humanity. Six is the number of our flesh. That's why you would, re- you would hear 666 is the mark of the beast. It's really the mark of your flesh. It's the mark of your sin nature. It's the mark of your humanity. She had been with six guys, but she just met the seventh man, Jesus, who she was going to draw water from. Jesus says, if you drink this water, water you'll be thirsty again. And that's what takes place in our life is when we look for to things to quench our thirst from outside sources. It's an endless cycle. You'll be thirsty again. You'll wake up the next morning full of shame, full of guilt. The next week, you'll be thirsty again if you give in to fleshly desires. There's nothing to draw with. She was speaking of the physical. She was speaking of the physical water, not knowing that she was talking to the eternal well named Jesus. That if she would just draw water from him, she wouldn't have to live in shame anymore. She wouldn't have to live in guilt anymore. That's why she came to the well at noon in the middle of the day because she couldn't be seen with anybody else because she was a mock of the community. Everybody knew that she had been with six guys. Everybody knew that she was a stain of the community. She was so ashamed she couldn't even come. So isolated. And again, maybe you felt like that. You're around people, but you feel so isolated because they don't know who you are. And if they know who you are, then they would then you would feel so much shame and guilt in your life. Nothing to draw with. And it was in a place called Sikar. And that word Sikar, where the well was, where they were standing, is a place that that word means drunkenness. It means deception, falsehood, madness foolishness and ungodly they were standing in a place of the flesh yet living water was standing right in front of them jesus gives us the key to draw it out so i want to take the next five minutes if i can i want to give you the key that jesus gives us when you're feeling dry in life when you're feeling dry in your relationship with god when you're feeling dry what to do He gives us the key. He says in verse 23, he says, true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. Do you see there's a contrast between here's some physical water that will quench your thirst for a moment, but you'll only be thirsty again with physical vessels to reach down into a physical well that will you'll only be thirsty again. And he's saying, listen, I'm not talking about the physical I'm talking about the spiritual and the supernatural and the things of the eternal life. That when you draw water from me, the living water, you will never thirst again. It's in spirit and truth. There's a picture just of our own lives. We see this picture in Genesis chapter 3 or in in the book of Genesis. When God created man, he made you from dirt. He made you from dirt. And then he breathed his life into you. He breathed his spirit into you. And then you came to life. This is in Genesis. That's why when you're not living according to the spirit, you feel like dirt afterwards. Because you're made from dirt. Turn to your neighbor. Say, hey, dirt. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. You might get punched. 
We were made from dirt. We are wired to go to dirt, but God breathed his spirit in us, and his spirit is the living water that we so much desire, but yet we look for other places to fill the well. We look for other places to fill our life. True worshipers will worship in spirit and truth. If we're going to draw living water, you have to draw it in the spirit. You have to draw in the spirit. You have to engage with the spirit of God. You have to engage with him on a spiritual level. What does that mean? You need to, let let me just tell you practically what I do when I'm feeling dry. The last thing I feel like doing is probably the thing I need to do. When I'm feeling dry, when I'm feeling weak, when I'm feeling everything's going wrong, what I have to do if I'm going to draw out of the water, out of the well of Jesus, the living water, I give, I begin to give God praise. I begin to give God praise. And what I'm doing is I'm engaging with his spirit. The Bible says he is enthroned on the praises of his people. So when I begin to give God praise, when I alone in my house, working home office, and I'm feeling dry and I'm feeling like all the tasks and everything and all the pressures coming my way, God, I just lift you up. I praise you, Jesus. I thank you that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I magnify your name. I glorify you, God. I praise you. I'm rocking my kids to sleep at night, and I'm singing songs of praise to him. They they think I'm singing them to sleep. I'm singing encouragement to myself because they won't sleep. You know what I'm talking about? I love you, Lord. You know, I'm praising God, and I'm lifting up his name. I just go into praise. I don't necessarily feel like it. But when I praise him, something shifts in me because I'm drawing from the well. And prayer, prayer is not some formula. Prayer is not some scripted, uh, some scripted formula or some scripted spell that if I would pray this prayer, then things would happen. Prayer is a conversation between you and a living God. When I can come to him and be real like David was, it says, all my enemies are surrounding me. Everything's going wrong. Those prayers full of tears and those prayers full of concern and those prayers full of frustration are some of the most powerful prayers to draw out the living water because he wants a real relationship with you. Not one fabricated in religion and fabricated as some fake front to feel like I'm religious and I'm saying the right words for God to do something on my behalf. I need to draw in the spirit. I need to draw in the spirit. And then it says, it says in spirit and in truth. I need to be able to draw in the truth. I'm going to praise. I'm going I'm to pray. And then I'm going to draw in truth. You know what the truth is? A lot of us question this today. A lot of people are questioning this. My truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. Your truth is your truth. And there's so many truths out there. But a truth can't be. Uh, your truth can't be your truth. Then somebody, then somebody else's truth is not true. Gravity's true, except in space. You can have an opinion, sure. Your opinion is your opinion, but there is one truth. And I find his truth in the word of God that is still relevant to me today. That I find his truth. Can I tell you that if you want to find spiritual water, living water, you have to be willing to draw from the word of God. 
you have to come to the Word of God. Get a Bible app on your phone. Find a physical Bible that you can highlight in and, and, and write in and put a question mark. I don't understand that. God, what does this mean to me? And His living Word will come to life because He is the Word. The Bible says Jesus is the Word. So when I come to the Bible, when I come to His Word, I'm coming to meet Him. You can't draw water from the well if you don't go to the well. So I come to his word to draw water, to draw living water that is eternal, that is for me. And I'm listening to his voice. I'm drawing that living water from his word and I'm listening to his voice. Can I tell you that when God speaks to you, there's a refreshing that comes. When you hear his voice. And I've listen, I've never heard God's voice audibly. I know some people have. But I hear him in my heart. I feel an impression. I'm like, that wasn't me. I'm not smart enough to come up with that. I wasn't even thinking about that. Why is that person on my heart? And when he speaks to you, it brings living water. And I'm drawing from that well. I've got to be willing to draw in praise. I've got to be willing to draw in prayer. I've got to come to his word. If I'm dry, sometimes that's the last thing I want to do is read the Bible. Can I just be, can the pastor be honest with you today? But when I come and I engage in his word, something of God comes out and speaks to me and it's living water because this is about a relationship. This isn't about checking the the box of your daily devotional every morning. This is about coming to the well of living water. Can the worship team come so that it will make me go faster? We've got to be when we're dry, when we're weary, we have to be people that come to the well for a drink. Because listen to me, church, it's so important to know you can go through your life trying your hardest to fulfill your life, to fulfill your purpose, to feel happy, to pursue happiness, to pursue joy. And it will only end in a cycle of constantly being thirsty again, constantly needing another drink. And you'll have to go back to wells of water that don't last. And eventually that water will run out. That relationship will sour. Listen, people in a, in a relationship, if you're coming to that relationship, whether you're in marriage, whether you're single and you're, th- and you're wanting to get married, if you're coming to that relationship to fulfill you, it won't fulfill you. You have to be getting living water from him first and be full. And a relationship, a godly relationship, should be two people full of God coming together. Because if you're relying on that relationship to fulfill you, then you will be dry. Because there'll be, a, there'll be a breakup, there'll be an argument, there'll be a disappointment. You'll have expectations they won't meet. And you'll be dry again. But when I come to Jesus as the one who has living water, then I'm full. I'm full. I can have expectations of people. I can have expectations of my spouse. I can have expectations of the people around me. And that when they disappoint me, I'm still full. Because I come to him as my source and not people. I come to him as my source, not things. When you're feeling dry, when you're feeling weary, it's not you don't go on Amazon and buy something else to make you happy. You come to the source. You don't, go, you don't go to the mall to go get something 
and swipe the card because he's my source and he fulfills me amen can you stand to your feet with me today maybe today somebody's walked in the room and you've never made the decision to follow Jesus you've never made that decision to enter into a relationship maybe you've looked at religion or Christianity and thought it was religion and thought oh man if I do that then there's gonna be more rules in my life and if I do that it's a boring life and you've looked at it traditionally but can I tell you God isn't interested in religion he never came to set up a religion and to establish a religion he came to establish a relationship with you he came so that he could be the Lord of your life so you don't have to be he came to be the boss if you will to give you instruction, to give you direction so you don't have to be. And maybe some of you are tired of being the boss and the Lord of your own life because it doesn't go your way all the time. Maybe today some of you walked in the room and you had a relationship with him, but you've walked away. I want to give you the opportunity today to, with me, decide, I'm going to come to the well of living water. I'm going to come to Jesus today as the Lord of my life. Can we just close our eyes in the room? And I want to pray for you. If today you're making this a decision for the first time, or you want to come back to him again today as Jesus, the living water, I'm going to pray for you. Nobody's going to call you up front or anything like that. Just right where you're sitting. Can you just lift a hand and say, that's me, so I know who I'm praying for. Online as well. If you're making a decision today to come to him. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you're praying this for the first time and coming to him for the first time. Maybe you're making a decision to follow him again. Can we all just pray this together? Say, Jesus, thank you that you died on the cross and rose from the dead for me. Thank you that you have forgiven me for my sin, my mistakes. And you're the Lord of my life. I want a relationship with you. I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life is to decide to follow Jesus. To decide to come to him. And for those of you who made that decision or for the first time or coming back to him today, congratulations because... It's an amazing step in your journey. The next step is baptism. You don't have to today, but like they said, we have shorts. If you're online and you're close, you can come too. Let me just pray for you, and then I'm going to give you some instructions. We're going to sing again and get ready for baptisms, and we're going to celebrate. Father, today I thank you, Jesus, that you are the living water. God, I've gone to so many places looking for water looking for my thirst to be quenched. I've been to so many avenues trying to quench a thirst in me that can only be fulfilled in you. You are the well. And God, help us to draw. We praise you. We lift you up today, Jesus. You be glorified. You be magnified. You are the Lord of our life today, Jesus. We acknowledge you today. We acknowledge who you are. We acknowledge how great you are. 
And we submit and we surrender to you today. And we draw from the well of living water. In Jesus' name, amen.